0: Like on, oh, me, role, man, Just like goes. this man Let me yeah. tell these niggas something dog. Yeah. Keep it real get your own shit and be original What's the deal? What's the deal? It's Say No More podcast. You know what I'm saying? And you rocking back with your boys. You know what I mean? Allen B. You know what I'm saying? We back once again. And this is episode 13. You know what I mean? So we hope y'all appreciated, you know, the episode number 12. And um, also the Moment of Truth joint that we had dropped before that. But, you know, we always back to talk a little more hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? And just, you know, see what's going on out there. You know, see what the people talking about listening to or you know saying whether we want to go back old school new school whatever you know what I'm saying we just here back to talk you know talking about something that we love and that we appreciate and we appreciate y'all rocking with us and everything like that you know what i mean so what's good with you b how you i'm good
1: man how you doing
0: cool and cooler man you know what i'm saying so i mean it's definitely a lot of topics that we can get into you know what i'm saying and uh I know the big one is that's going around is uh Mr. West. You know what I'm saying? Is either in the building, out the building? Got a lot of people in their feelings. You know he's it's a lot of stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? Out I, I, any any particular topics that you wanted to touch on, or did you even want to touch on any of that stuff now that we've gotten? I know we talked offline. You know what I'm saying about you know couple of things here and there, you know what I'm saying, but um any, anything you wanted to did you want to touch on it at all or 'cause i i'm yeah, just... I, we can,
1: we can just, we could do Kanye for just a minute um too, we've been talking offline um uh, i i'm I'm not the believer I'm just wishing him well and and I hope he um continues his journey through mental health. I know that's important, and I know he's seen a lot of crazy stuff right now and we don't you know we'll we'll probably find a way to get back into it but for now i'm gonna just put that good energy out there for him i I know this is what time where everybody turns turning back on on people but i'm gonna put good energy out i I know what he's saying is just is crazy wild but you know it is what it is um I wanna dig I'm not gonna to dig too deep on it on this podcast. We'll we'll probably discuss them a little bit later around the time the album comes out, unless more crazy shit come out that we gotta address. But we you know, we did talk about it a little bit on the last
0: podcast, so True indeed, true indeed. All I could say right now is being a fan, you know what I'm saying, as of the artist and I'm a fan of uh, you know, his work and everything and, you know, we, we have people that we think sometimes are just, you know, out there or, or, you know, think that they have a lot of money, so all their problems go away and stuff like that. And I don't know. I just think at this time, like, he's going through a lot of different things, um, and I think he needs the people closest to him to understand And that he's going through something and to embrace him, you know what I'm saying, as much as they can, despite whatever he might be saying. Because it's easy to just sit up here and talk about somebody, you know, that's what it's come up to nowadays with when it comes to social media and all of that shit. But, you know, just, you know, I'm going to send a prayer up for him, you know what I'm saying? And hopefully everything is going to work out for him, you know what I'm saying? I, I definitely if if anything if he chooses to address it in a music that that'll be you know great because then people will get some a different perspective of you know what he's actually going through you know what i'm saying as opposed to just looking at the tweets and looking at the different interviews that he might be doing which most of these places are trying to capitalize on you know stuff that he might be saying feeling and you know some places don't care i'm not gonna say people don't but just you know if you care at all you know saying definitely some prayers up for the dude you know i'm saying he's going through a lot and dealing with a lot and you know it probably doesn't affect your day to day but you know when he inspires people within hip-hop, in the culture so much, you know, he's definitely an important figure. And if you, you know, whether you like him or not, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, prayers for Kanye. Hopefully everything goes good with him and gets better, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, we can keep it moving, you know what I'm saying, on to the next one. Um, Excuse me. You had anything you wanted to jump right into today?
1: Yeah, yeah. I definitely wanted
2: to, you know, hashtag Free Slaughterhouse. Oh, shit.
1: Yeah, because the, the interesting thing is, I've, I've heard two different takes on it. And the first take, well, a couple of things have happened. Slaughterhouse, obviously, Joe, Cheese, Crooked Eye, who goes by King Crook, Crooked now. Mm-hmm. You got Joe Button, and then you got Royce Supply 9.
2: True indeed. Um,
1: we all know that they got two albums out. We know that. Um, Roy's brought them over to Sadie and then now we have learned that Crooked Eye or King Crooked has officially, I don't want to say dropped out the group, but since he's saying that the group isn't wrapping together, then he is taking his house, his hat out of his father's house and left the building and we know that Jill Budden has said that he's retired. Mm-hmm. But on his podcast, shout out to Joe Button Podcast and um, Pull Up Podcast. He said that he he pretty much to sum it up, he he's willing to to bring Slaughterhouse back together and do an album and make a million make millions of dollars off of Slaughterhouse so this is this is a group that people do want to see. Mm-hmm. And I do want to hear from. Um, but it can't be on Sadie for whatever reason because it sound and this is the thing I've heard it a couple of different ways that the album's done according to Joe, and this was like probably from last year's podcast or just from a long time ago that the Just Blaze executive produced album it has been done and then no one no one's releasing it. So it sounds like there's some business issues at, you know, at Shady Records with Slaughterhouse, mm-hmm. and then Royce was on the Breakfast Club. I didn't catch the entire interview; I caught the first half. But the majority of it was talking about Joe Budden and Slaughterhouse, and what what Royce is saying is that the album is not done. Mm-hmm. That they, they complete a couple more songs, and then they actually wanted to revisit it. Some lyrics they put out and we do it. Mm. So the issue with that is, to me, it sounds like the album. I'm not. I don't know anything, but it, whenever you want to go back and do some lyrics, that means the song was done, mm-hmm. from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. And you want to go back and, and you know polish it off or just do something different. Um, it just sounds like there's some there's some business issues going on, because Royce was also saying that he thinks that if you sign a contract and you feel like you can make some more money elsewhere, you should honor the contract. But I saw that. My thing, my thing is like, well, just put the album out. Shady Records, just put it out. Nobody needs a video. Nobody needs a rollout. We just want to hear what's done. And I want to say they got to be 10, 12 songs done, uh and then you know, from all of them. So I want to say there's got to be a, an album done. No, no, that's, it, that's the thing. Is, is When you when you sign to a major label, they want to overdo it. Slaughterhouse Whoa. was organic. Slaughterhouse didn't need a major label. Nah. Slaughterhouse just needs uh, some beats and a theme, and then they can all tear it down. All they need is one verse. They don't need to do two verses a piece. Seemed seems like a pretty straightforward process. I just don't know what's going on on the business side. But to be honest, I'm has- I am don't do the hashtag. Well, I want to start a hashtag, Free Slaughterhouse, and just drop the album, let them go. But I, I think it's deeper than that from what Royce they're saying, because Royce and Eminem are, are, like, super, super close. So Royce ain't going to go nowhere. You know, he's about staying with Shady Records. I know Joe knows that their brand is bigger than Shady, and they can do it bigger and better on their own, like they did the first album. Obviously, the second probably sold more, but that's not because Shady Records. It was still a slaughterhouse. Um, so I don't know. I think it, this could be the, the final chapter unless Shady Records just decides to, to just put, to be honest, I just think they should just put the album
2: out. I feel you. I think they should, I too. Just,
1: just, just put it out. Um, you know, we we want to hear bars. We know these guys got the talent. This is, like, the, the time to drop. This type of music, when when bars are at the utmost importance, and right now Royce is on fire, you know what I'm saying. So this was this is definitely even work towards Royce's benefit. On top of that, but I don't know label politics. I don't know how many album they signed, but to shelf it indefinitely, while you know Eminem continues to put out music. And people, want, I want to say, want to hear Slaughterhouse as much as they want to hear Eminem. Then I think they owe it to to this, these guys to to put it out. So like I said, I don't know if the album isn't done or not, but just put something out and let it let the fans just have what what's available. I don't I don't see the the point of keeping dust on on an album. But I don't know the label politics. I don't know how how albums are. Uh, released, or manufactured, or the process, but I don't think you need to print out any physical copies. This is 2018. No one, we don't need a, a booklet. You know what I'm saying? We just want to hear the CD that they came up with.
2: Even and though that, I, 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 think, I still
0: appreciate I
1: don't think the booklet. That costs, I mean, we would, but if it, it, it's, it's a matter of, of, of you know, money... If,
0: yeah, if it's a matter of getting it you know, out there, it, I'm like, scrap the booklet.
1: If it's just, it just economics...
0: Like, yeah, yeah, I got upload
1: you. It, uh, upload it to these streaming sites, put it on sale, or whatever you want to do, but you don't need to press out anything. You don't need to to do anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, save, save that money and, yeah. and just let, let the music come out. So that, yeah. that, that was, like, that's something I wanted to kind of talk about. Okay. But, um, yeah.
0: So um, the album is supposed to be called Glass House um this has been a problem between from 2013 up until right now uh basically in two, in May of 2013 they confirmed that they put their solo projects on hold and they began recording the third album which is known as Glasshouse and it was to be executive produced by Just Blaze uh I think Sticky Z and also contain production from Justice League, Cardiac, Ill Mind, a Music, and DJ Premier. All of that sounds incredible. Um, in November of 2013, Joe confirmed that the album will be released early 2014. And at the time, he also stated that Action Bronson would be a feature on the album. And Whoa. they had yet to work with Eminem on it. Um it looks like on the 21st of May
1: 2014.
0: You say 2014? Yeah. Yeah, this is this is a while ago. Um on May 21st, 2014, the group released their second mixtape titled House Rules. And um I don't think I heard that. I gotta go back and check for that one. I don't think I heard that it featured 10 tracks with production from knots, a rap music, DJ pain, one heat makers, L mind and Harry fraud among others. In February 19th of 2015, Royce confirmed that he was pretty close. He, he confirmed that the album was pretty close to getting done. And then, uh, that the group along with Eminem were nitpicking at it. Um, He had hoped uh, for a summer release for the date of the album on February 7th, 2017, Joe said on the podcast that this album is never going to come out. 2018, April, Crooked announced, you know, his departure from Slaughterhouse and that's it. He said Glasshouse exists, but without a release date. And he said that there were no harsh feelings and it was all love. And, you know, that was pretty much it. So, so that leads us to right now. And, um, you know, in my opinion, um, you know, I love these dudes, all incredible MCs. Excuse me. Um, I don't, I don't understand what the big deal is. If, It comes down to you love to put out music, you love emceeing, you love rapping, you love making music. And if this was something that just did not, the business is not right or it's not working, then move on. You know what I'm saying? But it shows and you have a fan base. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, the people wanted to hear it. You know what I'm saying? People love what Slaughterhouse has done. You know what I'm saying? All of these guys individually and collectively, um, they've gotten a great response. I think the last album sold about, I think, 140,000 maybe the first week or something like that. Uh, 146,000 copies um, as of that date. So at the end of the day, that's enough to be able to put out another project, I think. So, um, and anything to get Joe rapping again, you know what I'm saying? Like, we all know all the dudes is nice and Royce hasn't slowed down like at all. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I don't know, man. I just think drop the album, do what you got to do, put it out there. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I guess it's the label politics. They can't, you know, they can't get with the whole thing. And, you know, uh, I, They want to make money. They want to make sure that they're making money off of this. And at this particular time, I don't know if it's not looking like, hey, you know, we're not going to be able to make as much or nobody's checking for the guys or nobody has, you know, music out. Joe's been saying he's retired for I don't know how long. So I don't know. And then um, I don't know if Paul Rosenberg has anything to do with. Shady anymore. Cause I know he's like the president of Def Jam. So I don't know if that uh, like coincides with, I don't know if he can do both jobs. I don't know um, if he has anything to do with the situation, but um, I'm looking right now. Cause yeah, it still says Shady, Goliath and Def Jam. Cause I would think, you know, not to jump into another group, but you know Conway should have an album coming out pretty soon. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if that. I know he signed to Shady, but I don't know if that's going to be a Shady Def Jam situation. Being that Rosenberg is, you know, he's maybe he
1: brought maybe he brought Shady to that, um, Def Jam.
0: Well, it could that could be a thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, he is he's the president of Def Jam now. You know what I'm saying? Because I know he was supposed to take over the job in uh, in January of this year. So, um, I mean, that could be a possibility. I mean, the music business, when it gets down to stuff like this where it's just like label politics and you got some dope music that's ready to come out some dope artists is ready to go ahead and put there and do what they do get in the studio make it happen i mean if you don't get the albums you know saying that people are anticipating then you're just going to continue to get mixtapes and you know tracks that are floating here and there and that's kind of what is allowing the younger guys to kind of just Continuously run stuff, you know what I'm saying? When it's no balance like that. And it sucks to see that for some very prominent MCs that are still hungry, still love their pen game and everything else. Like, you know what I'm saying? It just sucks. And then for these producers that we just named, it's not like these dudes are working with all these young guys right now. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, they're willing to get with these dudes. Put out some good music, and if the label is the thing that's holding it up, I mean, come on. Nobody thought that Slaughterhouse was just going to come out here and do millions and millions of records. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be hardcore they're, hip-hop. Yeah,
2: they're, indie, yeah,
1: they're <clears> an <throat> indie group. You know what I'm saying? They're, yeah. they're not, like, they're, they're not going to be selling, you know, they're not, gonna, they're, they're not a number one
0: album kind of group at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't know, man. Put the music out, make it happen, do what you got to do. I just think that, you know, we've been waiting for, for a long time and, yeah, to just continue to go on and let it be, like, label politics and things like that that hold something this great up, especially when they finally seem like they, they've gotten everything to where they want it to be, you know what I'm saying, production wise and all of that, like I just I just don't understand it, so um, I'm waiting on it, you know what I'm saying, just like you are, I mean, hopefully we get some new information or some new news, but um, I mean, with Joe doing you know shout out to him and his podcast, you know what I'm saying, like with him doing everything that he's doing, I don't see that happening anytime soon. And if Slaughterhouse is the only way we're going to get to hear him rap again, man, damn it, they better make it happen. But I don't know. We got the Book of Ryan coming on Friday. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, Royce is, I think Royce is just in the mode like, you know what? If y'all niggas ain't doing it, I'm going to keep going back to doing what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? So he, and he seems to be the only person to really be. Speaking about it, I know Joe said he will one day, and I'm waiting for that podcast to pop up so that we can get a little more information. But, hey, man, for right now, you know, is what it is. I'm going to go try to check out that other mixtape, though. You know what I'm saying? Um Yeah, that,
1: that one that one was dope. I, I remember, because, um, yeah, been, um, i say it then. If I played it now, I would remember what's on it. But I, I remember that actually having some. Better song than that was actually on the album. It oh. was a little bit more, I want
0: to say, grittier. Yeah, see, um, I remember the Our I House did. one. I don't remember the House Rules one. So, let me see. Yeah, I see Say and it.
1: I, and I um, Book of Running. Um, Roy did say this is his most personal album. Mm. And kind of felt like when Jay said his whole life building up to reasonable doubt was what reasonable doubt was. He feels like this um Book Orion was the same thing where this is his whole life building up to Book Orion. So I'm I'm definitely gonna, gonna check it out. Um, I always say and I don't not to sit on Book Orion, but it always say you can't top death a certain mm. that shit that's just that's his that's his Reasonable doubt that's his best work that's his best album that's his raw that's raw hip hop that that's the purest form of hip hop you want to get is that album and um, I'm excited for booker ryan but damn death for certain is extremely hard to top that was it that, everything about that album the production the, the lyrics, just the whole layout. It, that is that is pure hip, pure hip hop So, I, but i i'm excited you know what i'm saying i've been i've been bumping prime two
2: you
1: know um you know for the last couple weeks as well so i am definitely get, getting ready to enjoy this book orion so I, I'm definitely excited
0: this book Orion has about uh, twenty one tracks on there including the remix um looking like some decent production on here too um yeah, I can't wait to hear it, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I I can't wait to hear it. Like Royce is Royce ain't stopped, man. You know what I'm saying? Royce is he's he's a force to be reckoned with. You know what I mean? He's forty years old, man, and he's still out here going hard body. You know what I'm saying? Hard body karate. So um yeah, I can't wait to hear it. That's gonna be in a couple of days. Um yeah, so he's only had one, two, three, four, five, six joints. You know what I'm saying? Six six albums. So this would be number seven of his solo joints. You know what I'm saying? Aside from Prime obviously and Prime Prime one and two. But um yeah, no, nah, I can't wait to hear this, man. I think it, I think it's gonna be good money. I like Layers. Did you get to hear that at all? Yeah, layer, Layers was dope. Layers was dope. Yeah, yeah. It was solid. You know what I'm saying? Definitely a solid joint. Um, I think one of my favorite joints was one with um the one with him and Pusha T and uh, Rick Ross, you know what I'm saying? That that joint was hard. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, nah, Death is Certain is, you know, we already know how, you know, how hard that one was back in 04. Like, it was, uh, I think, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I think Death is Certain, you know, just coming off of the hills of Rock City, I don't think Rock City was 100% what he wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? And I think, Death is certain. It was just him more in his comfort zone, doing what he needed to do, and and just getting right to it. Like you said, the beats was there, the rhymes was there, the the stories was there, everything was there. And yeah, it's it's been. I'm kind of glad that he like you know is back in his in his complete bag. I, um, that that was something I was listening to on the uh, Michael Rappaport podcast with the uh, premiere was a concern for him was when Royce got sober he wanted to know if Royce still had it you know what I'm saying and he sent him the first opening he sent him the first track for Prime you know what I'm saying he did he rapped on it sent it to him and Premiere was gonna just listen to it later and he was just like nah I'm gonna check it now and he just got that same feeling from you know he's like oh snap yo he could still do it you know what I'm saying because he thought you know with him being sober he might have lost his edge a little bit and he he said he didn't lose a step and he actually got better so that's something that you can truly appreciate that's a real mc right there you know what i'm saying where he grows and continues to get better with with age and understanding and wisdom and family and you know realizing things and stuff like that so it's great to see Royce doing what he's doing man still a beast with it man so i can't wait for the book of Ryan my damn self, you know what I mean? So, that's going to be hard. Plus I'm waiting for that Styles P too cuz that's another one of my favorite MCs that just, you know, always delivers something, you know what I'm saying no matter what it is. I've been rocking with Styles since Gangsta since um Gangsta and the Gentleman you know what I'm saying? Like, that shit. And then Time is Money and, you know, his solo joints. And he's he's dropped countless mixtapes and everything else. Like, this is that real hip-hop talk that we talking about right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are some names that you just can't deny. Some dudes that are always going to give you something to to ponder over. You know what I'm saying? To really think about, like, Styles P and Royce the 5'9". That's going to be a good day on, um, on Friday. You know what I'm saying? To get to...
1: yeah thing to kind of go back to Joe Budden and Royce, because I remember they, you know, they had their beef um, you know at the beginning of both, well, at least beginning of Joe's career, I remember listening to um to Royce's CD and there's a song called Something's Wrong With Him Mm. and he says that like um like like In a way, like Joe Budden's music was like party music, like he references them in the the album. But I don't think he, I don't think he listened to the album because Joe's album has introspective music in it, Mm -hmm. and I don't think you know I don't I don't want to say he probably wasn't a fan of Joe. um, Like as far as to listen to his album back then. But it was funny, I always think about that line, because he, he kind of makes it seem like, you know, pump it up, you know, Joe's like a party rapper. Mm-hmm. But if he if he actually heard the album back then, he would hear like, you know, 10 minutes, and then calm down. And then they ended up being, the, the crazy part is they ended up being the same type of rappers, you know what I'm saying? Like, they both can battle, they both can make, you know, any kind of song, they both have introspective music, so... It's, it's kind of odd that he kind of, his first take on Joe was that he's like a party rapper when they, and then it all comes back to now they, they end up being in a group. So that was, that was kind of crazy how they had beef and they ended up being, in, you know, in a group together. So that, that was, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, um, man So I, I heard one of the illest, um, I, have you have you caught the Illmatic live from the Kennedy Center? No,
0: nah, yeah. I seen the trailer for the joint, and I think I do have a link for me to go ahead and check it out. But what, 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 what you catch?
1: Yeah, man. Like like if you if you want to talk about one of the illest things you can ever witness, and I'm gonna just say the world is yours. I was blown away when you hear this song. How they how the symphony. Fl- This is why hip-hop is is bigger than everything. It it, it is art. It is, like, what you can do with hip-hop. Like, if you think about, Jay was ahead of his time. Well, not ahead of his time, because obviously The Roots was out. But when he started incorporating, just because Jay-Z is a a bigger artist, obviously The Roots, but when he started bringing in the live bands um, at his concerts, you know, it, it kind of put a new spin on it, and then him doing, you know, the unplugged. I know LL did unplug before, Jay um, did, but um, when you start adding symphonies to it, it puts it on a whole nother level, you know what I'm saying? So I would definitely uh, recommend everybody check out Nas Ilmatic live from the Kennedy Center. It's on YouTube, um, he performs a whole album of the symphony. And it, it's it's incredible. When you hear the world is yours, you, you, my mind... I mean, I was just, I was playing that all day today. That shit is just... Mm. I wish I was there, man. Like, I, I wish I was there. And um, the vinyl is on sale. Um, if you go to Massapil, on, on the online store, they got that on there. They got other stuff on there, too. So definitely... Um, you know, check that out. I, I recommend. I, I'm definitely gonna cop the vinyl. And um, they have also they're selling like t-shirts and other stuff on there. But you can just cop the vinyl itself. They had this one thing. It was wild wow, for 500 bucks. I don't know if you want to, you know, the super nice fans. I'm a super nice fan, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> but you can get the autograph. This is dope, though. You get the autograph vinyl. You get a shirt. You get a sticker and then you get a passport holder. I don't know what you're gonna do with that, but you know, but I that, that was dope. So they have different little packages you can buy, but you if you
0: just wanna get the vinyl you can definitely cop that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, man. Nah uh, um I got to see him do it live at Rock the Bells, you know what I'm saying, years ago. Um, I remember the backdrop was uh Queensbridge Projects, you know what I'm saying, and um you know uh he had DJ Premier on one side of the buildings you know what I'm saying you had Pete Rock uh DJing from the other side you know what I'm saying so it was um it was incredible man you like like to see you know him not lose a step to to hear that album I I can only imagine after seeing a preview of what was to come with that particular album you know what I'm saying like it's it's just some music that lives on that will forever live on one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time, arguably the best, you know what I'm saying? Amongst a lot of people and critics and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, man, like Nas is just, you know, just timeless classic dude, you know what I'm saying? Definitely, you know, brings you the rhymes, brings you, he's, he's a walking version of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like, 100%. Like, you know, like you were talking about Royce and his album. Like, that's what Illmatic represents to a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? And um, the the production.
1: In my my opinion, and I think it goes to a lot of people, it's the best hip-hop album that was ever made. This is perfect.
0: This is 100% perfect.
1: It's hard hard to, to get to that level of production and lyricism and I mean, per like the perfect album, you know what I'm saying. And I, I remember I used to cop. I think Nas, I I want to say maybe in Pop, but Nas was one of the artists I always bought two of his albums. Like I, I, I had two copies of of a lot of Nas CDs because Nas. Um on the all time list he's number two. I still got Pac number one, even though Nas makes the argument to be number one, but um yeah, like definitely Oh, and speaking of Ilmatic, what was your favorite not song, but what what do you 'cause I and shout out to Wax only. Like I I've been watching that a lot just mm. to see how how do you sample and shout out to um who was going to say um, Marley Marl for, for finding how to sample you know what I'm saying how, to, how, how he brought that into hip hop but what was your favorite do you, do you have like a favorite song or sample from Illmatic
0: I mean um, yeah it's Vic Reakin you know what I'm saying who does the Wax Only joint from Power 106 Shout out to Dude you know what I'm saying like I, I definitely appreciate that joint too especially being a DJ Um, Elmatic and my favorite record, my favorite record, you know, saying now that I'm older, you know, because when I was a kid, it was definitely, it was a hundred percent. You couldn't tell me nothing. It ain't hard to tell was one of the illest songs with the human nature sample, you know what I'm saying? And all of that. But if I really want to get into it, um, man. And I ain't even got my iPod with me, but uh, I want to say it would have to be. I love life's a bitch, you know what I'm saying? Um, that's the easiest. That
1: yeah, killed that that
0: the end, man. Uh, yeah. I got something ill. I got a little surprise if one day I might try to play on here. You know what I'm saying? Like a little. Little idea that I came up with with a like some sort of a remix to that record, you know what I'm saying? But I I ain't gonna let it out the bag right now, you know what I'm saying? But I'm I got some ill to do and it's gonna it's gonna be dope the way I'm gonna flip it, you know what I'm saying? But um, I would say with a uh, illmatic, man, um, damn illmatic, I wanna say. You know what's crazy? You know what's oddly one of my favorite songs is "One Time for Your Mind." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like that's it's it's like um, I think it just took a different. It it took, it took a different like uh, step, I guess, when you're kind of walking with the album. You know what I'm saying? Like I just uh,
1: it 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 changes up the it almost yeah like the pace. And then he kind of brought you down to his level. like almost like, this is, it's it's an amazing song. Like, just the way he flipped. Like, this album, it it just, it gets better with time. It gets better with every listen. And to hear it with the symphony puts it on a whole nother level. And um, I think you can, I want to say, I don't know if you can stream it yet. Um, you might be able to but I, I gotta look but definitely YouTube shout out to YouTube and having YouTube red, you don't gotta <laughs> you don't gotta worry about commercials
2: and
0: shit. Um, <laughs> yeah like and, on ads and no shit yeah
1: man I gotta you know see an ad about you know RVs and shit <laughs> you know what, <laughs> what I'm
0: saying like <laughs> yeah yeah Mediterranean <laughs> you know tacos and saying? shit and get that shit out of so here.
1: so now like the like to me sampling is is such it's just an art. It needs to be studied. Hip hop, I think one day they gonna get niggas props now, but fifty years from now, they when you know, when they done killed hip hop fifty times over, they gonna have this shit studied, you know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna be it's gonna be in so many colleges and there's gonna be so so it's like niggas don't get their props now. I'm sure they do. They're definitely in different countries. I want to say they show they show hip hop a lot of love. They they appreciate the culture, and it is worldwide. So shout out to you know everybody that supports the culture for what it is. But fast one is definitely something I, I hope stays in hip hop and its rawest form. find because if you think about it, like just from one little. Sound or a couple sounds, you can create. You can create a whole this amazing music. Because when I think about represent, like when I was watching The Wax Only, mm. and I don't know how. I don't know if somebody gave it to Primo or how he found that record. The I don't know because it, it comes from, come from Lee Irwin people back then, So I don't know if this was a TV show. I don't know how he nah, found that. It's a play. What was it? It's a play. It's a play. Yeah. Okay, dog. That that loop. I, I swear it, it, it's mesmerizing, dog. Like I yeah.
2: can listen
1: to that loop all all day long, and I kind of um, I go and I know I talked about this a couple of podcasts ago, but I love how. Fabulous ended up with it but it's Gone for the winner. I think DJ Rell made it and I appreciate that he brought that because um, I know with Represent it comes right on like the song jumps right on so you, you're you already in it you know what I'm saying but when when Rell flipped it you should kind of get more of that and before Fab Rap you already like if y'all ain't heard Gone for the Winter it's one of my all time favorite Yeah, so yeah, so like just from that from that beat alone, like I just love that I love that sample, I love that the way it was flipped. So shout out to Primo or whoever found that 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 record, and and that's that's why I love hip hop and I love sampling because you can find something so small and you can turn it into one of the one of the just hip hop classics. So. That's definitely I don't I don't want to say that's my favorite song on there, but I did want to kind of you know like just kind of touch on a little bit more Elmatic. Um, you yeah, have anything else to go
0: over on Elmatic? Well, first off, let me uh you know set everybody straight. If you really want to, I mean, all those examples of uh you know saying represent was incredible. Definitely, if you can check out the Thief Thief of Baghdad by Lee Irwin in 1974 you know i'm saying that was that was ill the drums come from um i didn't come rhythm by george clinton that was dropped in 93 you know i'm saying so because you know sample head over here but um yo if you want the illest intro for represent i must say it again if you haven't heard it go check it out Elzai, will sessions and you gotta hear the represent version that Will Sessions did live. You know what I'm saying? That shit is crazy. Like the way they brought it, they did it, they did it justice, like it like from the original joint. You know what I'm saying? So I would definitely check that joint out. I think for me, overall, man, like over the years, straight up and down, I gotta go with my man DJ Premier, just like you did, but it's gonna be New York State of Mind. Because oh, yeah. I just heard him tell the story of how he found it from that's from the mind rain sample of Joe Chambers, you know what I'm saying? 1977. And he said they had put the record on, you know what I'm saying? And everything was rocking. And then it was just like, you know, it comes in like, Oh, they hear this like spacey kind of stuff going on. And they're like, Oh, what's that? What's that? He's like, I don't know, man. I don't think we could find that. No. And he was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's that? It's like, and it just like starts playing, and he's like, "Yo, that's it. That's the joint. That's the joint we got to do. We got to take that." And then he said, at the time, he had a flight time by Donald Byrd. That was in 1973, and that that gives you the he he just had that. Yeah, he had that joint in the background. He was like, I got that. He got the drums from Cool in the Gang, N.T., that was 1971. And he was just like, yo, I got to find, you know, the melody, the thing that's going to bring this record to life. And it was just like, once he got that, you know, he brings it in real slow, you know what I'm saying, as a, as the joint starts to play. And I think just the the representation of, what a New York state of mind is, the only other thing the only other example that you had from that was uh Billy Joel, you know what I'm saying, and this and that was such an incredible song, you know what i'm saying and and it's just but you weren't getting that from what was really going on in the streets of New York, you know what I'm saying, you wasn't getting that type of picture. You know what I'm saying? Billy Joel did it in a great way. You know what I'm saying? For what people would think is, you know, the New York style and everything else. But it was like, if you want that style, you want that grittiness, you want that flavor, you want to know what's really going on, I'm about to tell you real quick. And the crazy thing about the story is with that song, is that the fact that he was in the stu, he was in the um outside the booth trying to like tell Nas like, yo, one, two, three, Like you know Trying to count them in And all of that shit Nas wasn't looking up And he had wrote the rhymes And he just kept staring At the paper And had the headphones on So when he hears The shit come in He just you know Once it starts to come in He's like straight off The fucking dungeons of rap you know, what fake niggas can't make it back. And that part where he says, I don't even know how to start this. He was trying to get Nas's attention to show him where to come in. And he literally said in the in the joint, the first practice run, he said, I don't even know how to start this. And he bust the whole joint. What we hear is one take. Damn. One fucking take. And Nas was like, what? 18? Some shit like that, seventeen, eighteen when he did it. That's
1: why I never wanna hear somebody tell me a eighteen year old kid gotta be dumb and gotta and gotta rap a certain way. Like you can you can you, you can't be Nas, nice, obviously, but you can develop yourself and, and get ready to become a, a Nas nice type rapper. You know what I'm saying? We can't you can't tell the youth that they can't be something you know what i'm saying thinking about what was that doogie and D, the kids like a a doctor at what like eight, 17 you know whatever it was you know what i'm saying like you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to pigeonhole nobody you know what i'm saying there are geniuses out there that they don't know they are so I, I never want to hear somebody say oh you this age you can't you should should be able to fly to the moon if you can at 10 years old, if you know how to build a spaceship, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can't, we can't, especially young black men, not to say any other race isn't important, but every race isn't, you know what, I'm not going to say anybody, any kid, don't don't tell anybody they can't be what they, you know what I'm saying, try to stunt their growth. You
2: know what I'm saying?
1: Especially black kids, you know, I'm keeping it funky, especially black kids, let them know that you can you can do whatever you want to do. Don't let people put limitations. And when you put limitations on your imagination and and your dreams, then you you ain't going to go nowhere. So, you know what I'm saying? And ah, Nod is a perfect example.
2: Perfect example, 100%. Perfect
1: example. Somebody out there right now can aspire to be that. And and let's not tell them they they can't. You know what I'm saying? Let's, 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 Tell him you can do that. True, indeed. You just gotta put in that. You gotta put in that work. You know what I'm saying? Not nah, didn't start rapping at 18. Obviously. Yeah, nah. A lot nah. Need to do that, do that too. Like he started early. It's just that's what it got to. And then with inspiration from dudes like Rakim, Kool G Rap, you know what I'm saying? You can see how everything is so like he says so much into he fits so much into these bars that he's already told a story before you hit the next line
2: and then he breaks
1: down why that happened and then he said like you can kind of see that so you can see that structure on on people that he grew up listening to so you know what i'm saying so Shout
0: out to Nas. And let's not forget Roxanne Shante. You know what I'm saying? Big yeah, shout, yeah, out, shout to her.
1: out to Roxanne Shante. You know what I'm saying? That, and, and if you watched it, you're doing yourself a disservice. Go
2: check you know it. It's so on, on Netflix. Go check it out. I'm about to watch it again. I wish it, I wish I'd have saw that. I wish it was in
1: the theater. Because that's definitely something I, I would have spent my money on. And we definitely got to support.
2: I think it went like to... That. Especially on
1: Netflix. You know, Shout out to Netflix. You know what I'm saying? HBO... They didn't, they didn't, you know, know, Roxanne Chante, you know, not to sit on HBO, but there's a lot of, you know, formats that could have, you know, said, you know what, let's, let's invest in this culture. Yeah, yeah. I know,
0: think, um, because they are definitely investing in the culture. Most definitely. I think it did come out in a couple select theaters, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, um,
1: yeah, I think so too. but it wasn't like, yo, know, Roxanne Shante movie come in. And to be honest, I'm glad it, it came out this way because it it does show you can make a film, not a movie, a film, and 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 drop it and put it on Netflix. You know what I'm saying? Straight so, up. Shout out to everybody that that had something to do with it, and it was a great, great film.
2: It was definitely. And shout I out to, I to
1: Anybody seen it? Because I wasn't up on Roxanne Sean K's story. And she has a very interesting story, very, very insightful. Obviously, I I did see, you know, people wish the Juice crew had a little bit more, you know, you know, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you can't, you can't fit everything into, you know, obviously, like, people say they want a lot to be in a Tupac movie that wasn't left out. You know, like, at least they got, at least we got something. Like, we got to go with that. You know what I'm saying? Like. Shout out to anybody
0: putting out hip-hop films. Oh, most definitely. And, and just to, you know, to bring it full circle with Nas, you know what I'm saying, when he first dropped the joint, it debuted at number 12 on the Billboard charts, you know what I'm saying, it sold 60,000 copies in its first week, you know what I mean? So on January 16th, 1996, the album was just certified gold. And then by the time it finally came around, on December 11th, 2001, it finally reached platinum. So at the end of the day, you got to understand that he put the work in years and years and years ago. And it wasn't just right off the back that he saw the credit for what it is that he put in. You know what I'm saying? Especially damn near like, you know, almost 10 years later. You know what I'm saying? So you got to just put it in, put your head down, do what you got to do. And this has been held as one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time, you know what I'm saying? So you just got to go ahead and go for yours. You know what I'm saying? Nas did it and you know when he was so dope and so ill, you know what I'm saying? Like he just all the all the producers that you got on his joint from Primo to Pete Rock, you know what I mean? To LES to, you know what I'm saying, Large Professor, to Q-Tip, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody brought their A-game, you know what I'm saying? And they they wanted to work with this kid. They wanted to get it in, you know what I mean? So, you know, once again, shout-out to Nas, Queensbridge, you know what I'm saying, all day. We we love the album. You know, can't get enough of it. I could live listen to this album. If I was on a deserted island and I could take something with me, I'm definitely taking Elmatic at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? So that's what it is, you know what I'm saying, all day, Elmatic you know what I mean? So.
1: Yeah. yeah, man. And staying on Nas, um, so Nas, he once said that he was the most critically acclaimed Pulitzer Prize winner, best storyteller, thug, narrated, and my style's greater, right? Mm-hmm. So when Nas said that, man, I want to say I believe he won 10 Pulitzer's by then because, you know, um, this man was out of his. I think that that he said that on the I Am album.
0: But he was
1: out of his orbit, like lyrically. He was platinum, you know what I'm saying. He had everything to back it. Now, obviously, you know Nas didn't win a Pulitzer Prize, but he, I believe, he did because the the music was just popular. You know what I'm saying. Now, to flip that to so today, we got to give special shout out. To, to K-Dot because mm-hmm. he actually did win a Pulitzer Prize for for the damn album. So, you know what I'm saying? Round of applause. Congratulations. You know, pop bottles, pop champagne or don't pop champagne. You know what I'm saying? Pop some water. <laughs> <laughs>
2: some <laughs> you alkaline water. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: get your electrolytes in. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, Rhythm... He had, like a, he had a recent interview and he definitely picked up K. Dot. And he did say that he felt that Jizza, the genius, you know, from Wu Tang, he deserved an award for not only Liquid Swords' album, but for Beneath the Surface, which was the second album.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And especially the same song, you know, where he pretty much every line is someone's name, which is crazy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: um So, yeah, let, let's first go with. K dot and damn, like um, I I I I want to say like I give him props on that on getting that because that means hip hop is now in another it just puts hip hop even and even bigger mm-hmm. and I definitely appreciate um him getting that award and we all know with Jizza you know what I'm saying Jizza has some of the best lyrics you can ever act for of a rapper. Um, only thing I'm going to say, I'm going to style him beneath the surface, Uh, did you like the Breaker Breaker 1-9 record? Because you think about that, you think about, I, I'm a style, but and Wu-Tang, anyway, you know, we, we, we love Wu-Tang. We, ain't go, we got a style on our favorite rappers, too, because we can't all be like, yo, this nigga has no... You know, no. You know, sometimes we miss shots. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. What did you think about? You know, the first single on Liquid Swords versus Breaker Breaker
2: One Nine on going the Surface. Was you
0: filling it? You remember the video with the truck? But it wasn't like a truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, come on. It's, you know what? You know what really got me into that joint was uh, at the time still. Still, you know, you know, crossing people up on the basketball court. You know, i saying, I know my brother could relate to this, but it was the and One mixtapes, and you know, just seeing that. Uh, was that Volume One or Volume Two? I think it was Volume One, and just seeing, yeah, yeah, it was definitely Volume One because I remember that's when, when the record is coming on, and it's like, dun 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 You know, what I'm saying when it's coming in skip starts doing his thing and he puts his foot up you know what I'm saying like kicking it up or whatever and when he does he his foot kind of gets stuck on the defender and then you know he does these um you know he, he that's when he starts doing the passes and all of that other stuff and he's like throwing it and just kind of looking at people you know what i'm saying like so those are some of the moves that was skipped to my lou you know if y'all don't remember Ray for austin you know he played for the raptors for a little bit played in the league for a couple of different teams but you know go do your Googles, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to, uh, Frugal Star, do your Googles, and check out Skip to Malu. check out an N1 mixtape, I'm pretty sure you can find them joints on like, uh, you know, like, um, what you call it, YouTube or something like that, I remember back in the day, not to, you know, jump off the subject real quick, but, uh, you know, you used to have to cop a pair of shoes, you know what I'm saying, for the foot action, and you would get the free copy of the N1 mixtape, like, there was no better feeling than that shit, you know what I'm saying, that shit was ill, But um, back to GZA. I was really on the break Breaker Breaker with that, you know what I'm saying, just because of the mixtape. But as far as, I can honestly say, as far as, like, you know, just the record and the album, I couldn't say I was on it. Not as much as Liquid Swords. Excuse me. And I, and I hate yeah, the style. Yeah, I hate to.
1: Yeah, like, there was some there were some beats on there I, I wasn't feeling, you know what I'm saying? There was some there were some dope beats on there, but I think production wise it it did drop off a lot from, from the first album. Not to say the lyrics ain't there but um 'cause I know he said he deserved it from beneath the surface, but I don't know that break and brick and one nine. I tried to. I, I watched the videos, a lot. You know what I am I was try. I was like, ah, oh, this is bad. And I was like, ah, oh, what the fuck is this? But I mean, to go back
0: to K. Dot. Mm-hmm. Um, congratulations on on the award. Yeah, the Pulitzer Prize. it was the first time that um somebody got it that wasn't for a a non-classical album or a jazz album. You know what I'm saying? So that's a big, big, big honor that uh, that he received with this particular album. Um, He won a, a lot of awards for this. And truth be told, you know, as we were speaking off air, I don't think a lot of people still dissected the album as much as they should have, you know what I'm saying? Especially if you haven't fully dove into, to Pepper Butterfly. But I love that Kendrick has had that career up until this point to where his music can be studied. You know what I'm saying? This is definitely going to be something that can be studied and appreciated. You know what I mean? So, um, I'm, I'm, I love it. You know what I'm saying? I own the album. Um, a friend of mine got it from me on vinyl as well um i just think uh yeah well well deserved you know saying not not every day that somebody gets a pulitzer prize you know i'm saying i think that's bigger than a grammy to be honest with you you know what i'm saying like that's that's some other so um i mean and you know it just i just wonder what the next chapter is going to be you know i'm saying uh one day we'll do a breakdown of the album you know i'm saying ourselves and everything else um You know, once we continue combing through it, I know it came out last year, but y'all should still be listening. Y'all should still be listening crazy. Um, Trust me, one of these days you will get a KOD review and breakdown, but you're not going to get it right now because it's something that you got to take into. You got to check it out, dissect the lyrics and everything. That's what hip hop albums are supposed to do, especially if they're important to you. If they're important to you, they should last. They should last the test of time. They should last more than two weeks you know what i'm saying of being played and it's like oh all right now i'm done with it you know what i'm saying like that's not the way to go you know that and that's not the type of hip-hop that we even want to talk about on this particular podcast we're talking about rap music that is of the culture you know what i'm saying that is a big representation of the culture the people that we speak of are definitely represent representations of or like most deaf and um talib would say back in the day you know real life documentarians of what it is that they go through what it is that they see that's the music that touches me that's the music that you know really gets through and cuts through all of the other bullshit that's out there you know what i'm saying and don't get me wrong like i'm not styling on nobody if you ever hear me style on anybody on the podcast I'm not styling on you Matter of fact, Google that too You know what I'm saying, you mad because I'm styling on you If you ain't ever seen that shit, then I don't know And if you definitely a hip-hop head and you listen to this podcast And you mess with battle rap, you know what I'm saying We ain't even gotten into battle rap That's gonna be a whole you know, series and hopefully got, you know, God willing, we're going to bring some battle rappers up here to kind of speak and talk about, you know, their experience and everything else, you know what I'm saying? Cause they contributed to the culture so much, so much. And I think they get forgotten and get looked over and passed over and everything else. But You know what I'm saying? Like it's just if you ever hear me style on anybody, it's because I think that they could do better. You know what I'm saying? I want more for them. Like the last time I said some joints, I was like F Nicki and the Barbz. I don't want people to get shit twisted. I'm I appreciate Nicki Minaj being on the mic and being an MC. Some of the best joints I've ever seen Nicki do. Is um when she did the cipher, she did that shit with Joe when they didn't have no problems back in the day, you know what I'm saying? The BET Cipher, she killed that. Um, she was doing her thing on her mixtapes, but one of the illest verses that I've ever heard her spit was on Kanye's Monster and um her Hello Good Morning verse, which my wife reminds me of all the time. You know what I'm saying? She has some really dope records that I was feeling on the second album. Um, with I'm your leader, um, come on the cone and um what's the other uh, joint? Uh, yeah, pause on that one. Um what was the other <laughs> joint? Um the joint with two chains, uh Bees in the Trap. That shit was a hard, hard body, you know what I'm saying? And she had a couple of joints on the pink print, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't a big fan of the first album, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of pink, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. But, yo, like, everybody listening, yo, give us one second. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be right back speaking of commercials. You know what I'm saying? We're going to hit y'all with one real quick. um, And we'll be right back. One second. Yo, it's your boys, Alan B. You know what I'm saying? We hate to interrupt the podcast right now but we have a you know very very special announcement you know what i'm saying your boys are on spotify that's right the say no more podcast is officially on spotify you know what i'm saying so anywhere that you get your podcast you know what i'm saying you can definitely check us out so there's no excuses you know what i mean so definitely still rock with us You know what I mean? Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And if you like it, you know, definitely tell a friend. All episodes will be up there, you know what I'm saying, for y'all to check out. You know what I mean? We got Podomatic, you know, is where we started. That's the host of everything. But, you know, it's always good to expand out there. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to keep this this show moving you know what I'm saying we'll be on the YouTube pretty soon so you can catch us I'm gonna give you all the handles right now you can catch us at the say no more podcast on everything except for Twitter so the say no more podcast on IG the say no more podcast on Facebook you know what I'm saying and on Twitter it's the say no more pod you know what I'm saying so T-H-E-S-A-Y-N-O-M-O-R-E and it's either pod on Twitter or podcast and if you want to send us any questions anything like that and follow up with us, send in some topics, anything, the say no more podcast at gmail.com. You want to hit them with a B? Yeah,
1: yeah. Catch us on Google Music, Apple, Spotify. We even got some joints on SoundCloud. I know it ain't, it ain't super updated, but you can
0: catch some joints on there too. But so definitely peep, peep how we do this. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yo, once again, let's get back to the show. All right? Hard body, you know what I'm saying? And she had a couple joints on the pink print. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't a big fan of the first album. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of pink. I just wanna say that, you know, at the end of the day, um, I don't mean to, you know, style on nobody and and them to take anything super personally, you know what I'm saying? I think Nikki has um put a lot of work in and done her thing, you know what I'm saying? Even though I might not agree with like her tactics or anything like that when it comes to um uh, you know what i'm saying like how she might have treated any other mcs back in the day female mcs or anything like that to get her way to the top or whatever you know what i'm saying or the timing or anything like that that's all personal preference like you know what i'm saying shorty is always rhymed and always done a thing she's got some records out there right now I, you know i'm feeling the chun lee joint you know what i'm saying but the other one you know not too much but um You know, it's all personal preference. At the end of the day, I'm not trying to sway anybody's opinion or anything like that. Definitely, if that's the MC that you like, go check her out. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know what I mean? Like that's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, we here for hip hop. We here for the culture. You know what I'm saying? We here to push it forward. And you know what I'm saying? If I if I feel like you, you know you you wilding. You know what I'm saying? You doing something that. You know, the culture is not, you know, embracing or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to speak about it because I really do care about this culture passionately, you know what I'm saying? It's something that we we do every single day. Hip-hop is that, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's the way you, like RZA said, it's the way you talk, eat, sleep, drink, shit, fuck, this, that, and th- everything you do, you know what I'm saying, has a little bit of hip-hop in it, you know what I'm saying? So, and at the end of the day, this is one of the, It's a billion dollar industry. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to utilizing the culture, I'm I'm sure a lot of people heard the terms culture vultures and all of that type of stuff floating around and this, that, and the third. But you know, it's just it's all about trying to push it forward and all and trying to be the best that you can be within it. You know what I'm saying? So that's why we do this podcast. We do it to remind people and let them know what's really going on out here. And, you know, what has been happened in the past, you know what I'm saying? You're going to get a lot of that. But it's never, you know, hate for just the sake of hating. If we style and we have fun on here, we keep it real, we say some shit, is trash, it's all our, our opinions, you know what I'm saying? And that's the last time that you're going to hear me give a disclaimer like this because after, after this, it's on site for whoever it is, you know what I'm saying? If I'm coming for you, I'm coming for you. It is what it is, you know what I'm saying? But we appreciate it. All day, every day, a hundred percent hip hop. That's how we want to keep and it. And
1: part, and part of hip hop is staying true, because hip hop is a culture. And I think a lot of it gets lost on on trying to keep up with what's going on versus staying true to yourself. So, if you're from the West Coast, you know what I'm saying listen to West Coast music and kind of see how it, it developed, you know what I'm saying? Listen to your Spice One, your Brother Lin Tongue, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, DJ Quick, MC8, E-40, you know what I'm saying? Like, Caution, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, listen to, listen to that, because that, that's where your origins are from. So that's why I appreciate, even though a lot of people were sound on DJ Mustard, you know, from the day, saying he was taking a slap or whatever, like, it was still West Coast music, and I it. due by YG kind of bringing back that that sound. So you do got to, like, pay attention to, to where you from. That way you can kind of get that. That's where the flow of hip-hop is when you stay true to where you are, and that's why hip-hop made it this far, because everybody has their own lanes. Because when you start sounding like somebody else out, it, 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 at some point it's going to hit a brick wall and you're going to crash. So if you're from New York, you know, study study the New York, study the Wu-Tang, study the boot camp click, study all that East Coast. Stuff, there's so much. If you're from the South, you know, there's different regions. You got Texas. You got Atlanta. You got Louisiana. You know what I'm saying? No Limits. You know, shout out to the south. The south does got a lot. You know what I'm saying. I'm just speaking on the new south, but the old south, you know, especially no limits. You know, you got the scene, Kane and Abel. Kane and Abel, definitely my all time favorite group. Definitely check them out. So when it's about styling, it, it, when we styling people, it's just about, you know, when you when you're in a rap culture, it's about trying to elevate. You know, so if we if we know so much, or at least not know so much, but at least whatever we say is it's from a constructive tr- constructive standpoint. It ain't saying that you got to listen to us, but it's also saying that maybe if you do listen, you could get some information. You know what I'm saying? Because in in most facets, people ain't gonna tell you. You know, and everybody should be graded. Like we should be called out. You know what I'm saying? Like. When, when I styled on Breaker, Breaker 1-9, like, 10 minutes ago, like, you know, Zizzer can hit me up, like, yo, this is what it is. And i was like, oh, I didn't know that, you know what I'm saying? Or I'm like, you know what, That's, I I just did not like it, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's all good. But
2: yeah.
1: back to styling on you, I know, we, you know, we could introduce it. I thought about introducing a segment. Okay. Because thing we do need to style on, and, and we can sell them fashion, or at least accessories.
2: Now sure. I've
1: I've seen this for years. And I think I've seen this for a long. This has probably been a long time. And I think you got one of these. <laughs> uh, you know them. Um, you know them little back, the mini backpacks.
0: Oh shit. I used to rock. Yo,
1: son. <laughs> Yo, I'm a sound, nigga. Yo, just get a full backpack.
0: Oh, I, shit. I
1: see this young this young nigga i I'm like, what can you like I always wanted to know what can you put in there? Because it ain't like you can put if you like to play basketball, like can you fit a whole pair of shoes in there? Or like what do you what what do you put in there? Do you put a wallet and some keys? I, I never understood Like it looked like You can fit like Maybe a couple Gatorade bottles But that's about it Like yo, I wanna
2: say I'm styling on y'all
1: I know you <laughs> had, You got them heavy I know I'm styling yo, on you Right now Yo you is yo son. Get a full Yo shout out To the full backpack You know what I'm saying Like go to the Nike outlet And get that's you a nice, nice Nike elite Backpack <laughs> for like 40 bucks That shit's probably Like 100 bucks In the store You got like you put a whole basket, two basketballs in You know how big basketballs are. It's you know silly. what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You can put anything you want. You can you a full backpack. Shout out to everybody that got the
0: full backpack. All right. So that segment is going to be called You Mad because I'm styling on you. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I mean, I can't, I'm going to take the style. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, I did used to have them joints heavy. You know what I'm saying? I had like two Timberland joints. You know what I mean? I had a couple Iverson joints, a Jordan joint. I think I had a couple Nike ones or whatever. But, yeah, it was mainly because, you know, back in the day I was balling heavy. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, yeah, you would throw your your keys in there, you know what I'm saying, your wallet, some shit like that. Because you ain't just feel like having them shits in your basketball shorts. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes your basketball shorts ain't had no fucking, you know, no pockets or nothing like that. So you would just, you know, throw them joints in there, throw it on your back and roll out. And, you know, um, it did get kind of tough, you know, if you was keeping an iPod in there because if you wasn't listening to a whole album typically like I was, you know what I'm saying, then you would have to, uh, you know, and you wanted to switch the joints and you ain't having no pockets, you would have to stop, you know, unstrap it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, change <laughs> the <soul. laughs> They, I mean, they've gotten more advanced, and I've seen more people rock them and shit like that, like newer ones, but... Yeah, it's over for them shits, you know what I'm saying? I got me a North Face, you know what I mean? A nice little North Face. Excuse me that I carry all of my shit in, you know, and it's good money, you know? Plenty of pockets, plenty of room for a whole bunch of other shit. I can't fit no basketball in my North Face, but you know what I'm saying? But, yo, real talk, there was a couple of joints that they did make that you could fit a basketball in there, but not not all of them came like that. Like, my shit was smaller. I couldn't fit no basketball in my shit.
1: I think they they were—they was—I thought they was like well designed, but I always thought like you know just you know just get the full
0: joint, you know what I'm saying? The full backpack joint. That way you can play all kinds of shit, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever you want. I can't even be mad because you styled on that, you know what I'm saying? It it is what it is, you know what I mean? But yo. Yeah, yo, this has been the Say No More Podcast. It's a little shorter episode than we normally, you know, put up because, you know, we had to hit y'all with something. A couple things that was just on our mind real quick, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, this is a quick joint, but, you know, we'll be back probably, you know, within a couple days to hit y'all with some more stuff, you know, especially with new music coming out and the whole nine. You know what I mean? So, yo, we appreciate y'all rocking with us, you know what I'm saying? But until the next time, you got anything to tell them, B.?
1: Oh yeah, you know my I'm bad, saying? my bad. Um, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna make it simple, yo. Like, you know, if you don't know how to play chess, definitely, that's something to pick up on. Teach your kids, teach your family members. You know what I'm saying? It's a really interesting game, and you can even get it on your phone. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's definitely something. I would say my advice to you: want to play chess. That'll get your mind working in different modes. It'll unlock things from you know, that that chess board is, is deep, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's it's dope. It's a great game. You know what I'm saying? I used to be heavy on checkers, but when I learned how to play chess, life is about chess moves, you know what I'm saying? Definitely check that out. If you haven't if you don't know how to play chess, it's easy to learn, you know what I'm saying? Once you learn how to pieces move,
0: it's a really fun game to play. Yeah, man, straight up. You know what I'm saying? My pops, um, he, you know, swear he the best chess player of all time. I haven't really played him too many times, you know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, I would definitely like to, you know, get in a game or two. I did, um, I I used to play chess with Amar, you know what I'm saying? But crazy thing is my wife showed me when we met in, like, the sixth grade and shit. Like, she showed me how to beat somebody in, like, four moves. Now, you got to. You gotta be pretty dumb. To... I, ain't, I ain't that good, you know, I, I ain't
1: gonna lie, I, I'm, I'm a novice, but I, I do try to, you know what I'm saying, I got it on my phone, so I, I got, I'm playing a computer on, like, level, like, like, the hardest level, nigga, and I'm I'm getting that, I'm getting bad you know what I'm saying, but I ain't beat him yet,
2: because, like,
1: you know, you can put it on the easy, but easy difficulty, I was watching him, you know what I'm saying, but I'm like, let me put on the hardest one, so I am... I'm taking more of his pieces or whatever
0: the computer is. The computer, they already know what time it is, nigga. I'm like, how do you even know that? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, straight. But yeah, definitely. me. Straight up, nah, nah. I, you know what's crazy? I think I'm about to go on the Apple joint and see what the ill chess game is on there. You know what I'm saying? because I haven't, um, you know, say I haven't played any in a in a little while, and it it, it is good to challenge the computer, you know what I'm saying? So, um I'ma definitely check it out, you know what I'm saying? I that that'll be something fun now that we ain't playing fucking um Clash Royale no more, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna definitely get on get on that, you oh, know what I'm saying? Yeah, that'd be good. Like, yeah. yeah I I agree. <laughs> rest in rest in peace to Clash Royale. That was a good game, you know what I'm saying, back in the day. But. Yeah man. Still Dead ass, yo, for real, for real. Well, that was that was the advice to y'all, you know what I'm saying? That's some advice to me, you know what I mean? So I'm going to definitely take that, you know, get some chess in, get your mind working, get them gears turning and all of that. You know what I mean? So um, this is Alan B with the Say No More Podcast, and we out, man. Y'all take it easy. Peace. Peace.